0: episode of The Sheriff. Guys, do I ever have a treat for you tonight? Now, tonight's episode is going to touch pretty close to home for me, literally, and I'll tell you the reasons why. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if somebody had interviewed me the way I like to interview hockey players, I like to reach deep down. I like to try to find out how these guys became such big characters. There's always a reason. There's always a secret weapon, and I love to find out why. On tonight's episode, ladies and gentlemen, my guest is that secret weapon of mine, and we're going to get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, as a Canadian family, my siblings and I all embraced a sport growing up, but especially hockey. As the oldest boy, I always tried to set a good example through sports. In life, sometimes you have a secret weapon. It will help you at times when you're down. It will assist you when your confidence is low. My secret weapon is my special guest tonight. My guest proved to me growing up that it was possible to succeed at a high level of hockey. My guest proved to me that if your passion is great enough and bright enough and it shines through, that you can actually have your dreams come true. My guest uses his passion and character to make it to the show of his industry. And that was my secret weapon to allow me to reach my highest goals as well. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all over the world, I would like to introduce my guest tonight. He hails from Scarborough, Ontario, at six foot three, 250 pounds, he is a true warrior. Stand up guy, no nonsense, honest, and the toughest dude that I know. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my brother, Mr. Patrick McMorrow. How are you doing today, my man? How are you feeling, Pat?
1: Feeling great. Feeling great. Just got off the plane, just landed. Didn't even get a haircut, and I'm here, brother.
0: Now, I was just going to mention that, bro. I know how difficult it is to fly, but the thing is, bro, is I haven't flown a long distance recently, so how bad is it right now with the airports? Like, is it crazy like they're saying on the news?
1: Well, uh, Pearson's really bad for uh, getting your luggage, but thankfully, uh, my luggage was just sitting in the middle of the hallway. Oh. So,
0: well. There you go. Now, I want to I want to thank you again for coming on, dude, because as I was talking about in the intro, which was probably my longest intro that I've ever done, I kind of think of you as my secret weapon. There's been a lot of things in my life that I've been able to get through because of things that you've done and what you've done well at. So I want to get right into it. Now, we both played hockey growing up, bro. The difference is, is that I was okay. when we were younger and then I started getting a little, little bit better, dude, you started playing hockey. I think mom got you started. What at three years old, three, four years old. And dude, you were great right away. I want you to explain to the listeners how it was for you to start playing hockey, dude, and what it meant to you, like how, how you embraced it. You know what, before we get into that, we have a crazy person. That's just outside the window here. I think it's, I'm not sure who it is, but it's going to be a surprise guest. So, Pat, I apologize for that interruption. No worries. But, but yeah, I, I want, I'd, I'd like you to explain the whole beginning of the hockey for you and how that
1: started for you. Well, it was. Uh, it's a long story, but we'll try to make it a little short. It was, uh, it was a good experience. We um, started off in Melbourne. Uh, had some great friends that I played with. Great parents that you know, took us on as coaches and stuff like that. Um, Tom Charlton, I played with Mike Charlton. Yes. And uh, just, there's so many memories. But uh, going from Melbourne to, I guess, competitive hockey, it was a bit of a challenge because there was a lot of racism growing up. And uh, it's kind of discouraging when you're the best player or, you know, doing the best you can and then, someone says something and it throws you off your game and it, it hurts your feelings and you cross check them and you're in the penalty box, but no one heard what he said in the corner. And it's yep. just a little bit frustrating when people tell you you shouldn't be on the ice. Right. Um, so I, uh, I had the, the privilege of playing with, um, a couple of my good brothers, yep. uh, Rain Carnegie, Anthony Stewart, Daniel Halabula, and we were all colored kids. So it was a lot easier to get through that struggle with my brothers. Um, I'd like to actually give a round of applause for that. I think that's,
0: that's touching and I love it.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was an honor to play with them because, you know, I've I seen other kids with the same issues as me. And, uh-huh. you know, we all came together and, you know, if someone said something to him that game, I'll be like, bro, don't worry. Shake it off. I'll hit him when I, when I see him, you know, type type of stuff like that. So we encourage we're each short. other. We encourage each other to stay uh, cool headed, you know. Now, and, uh,
0: I, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, Pat, but I want to add to that. Now, I think it's important to say that when you got to Malvern SHA, you were at the top of the echelon for the players. Now, You've also played with another elite player, uh, Mr. Anthony Stewart. Now, when was it that you guys first started playing on the same team? Because you guys were probably the two best players in your age group yeah. in Scarborough growing up.
1: Yeah, well, Anthony was, uh, he was uh, my arch enemy at start because he played for West Hill. I yeah. played for Melbourne, and he was clearly the best on his team, and I was clearly the best on my team. But he was a little bit faster than me. Okay. Bit, uh, yeah. Just a little bit faster. He, he was and, faster than a lot of people. Yeah, he was. And uh, he was a little bit bigger. And uh, and uh, he had a little bit more skill. So it was kind of relieving that we played uh, on the same team. So we didn't really have to go head-to-head anymore. And uh, I always made a couple jokes with him. And I'm like, because, uh, you know, we would always split time driving Anthony. You know, my mom would take practices and Tom Charlton would take games and stuff like that. And, yes. you know, it was a, it was like a big family. And I always told him, I'm like, man, if you keep showing me up, I'm not going to pick you up. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's the only way I can get one on you. So.
0: Now, Patty, I also want to add to that. Now, I really like what you said about the family type situation with certain players. Now, I, I heard a name there that I've heard. ton of times i know the man tom charlton right so tom charlton now what was the situation what was tom charlton's son's name who played with you michael charlton okay so now tom charlton was one of those uh, was one of those parents on the team that took a vented interest in you and he became a family friend he became really good friends with mom and it was such a beautiful thing it was almost like an uncle right yeah so like that's what that's what I find. Mum was for someone like Anthony. Would you Would you agree with that?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. But uh, the thing is, with Anthony, he was always just super independent. Yeah. You know, like you know, and uh, the thing is, is he he came up from a you know pretty rough rough start, and he never really, yep. You know, showed that he'd always deal with it and carry on, and you would never think anything's wrong. You know, so. He's, a very, he's probably one of the strongest mentally, you know, mentally strong people I know.
0: I would agree with you 100%. Big shout-out to, to A. Stu, Stu Monroe, because yeah. I know he's going to be watching and listening. Um, so this is perfect because the timeline is right on point. You and A. Stu are playing together, two incredible talents. Now you guys are now reaching the AAA level. So the North York Canadians, man the highest level of hockey for your age, right? It's a really, really big deal. Now, one thing that I really appreciated, Pat, was seeing multiple black kids on one team, okay? And the North York Canadians did that with Bob Law and Kevin, yep. and you, Anthony, and, and a gentleman by the name of Rain Carnegie all played together at one, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... You guys all played together at one time and like I was telling you before the show, there'd be times in my career, things that you go through as a teenager playing competitive hockey, sometimes your friends don't support you, sometimes you're challenged, why are you playing hockey, that's not the cool thing, come with us, come hang out, come to the party, forget about the tournament, I would see you Anthony and Rain and that would be the difference of why I continued going sometimes. and didn't go astray like a lot of my friends did that may have had the skill, but they just didn't have the different components to keep going. So first off, I want to thank you guys, okay? Now, I know two out of the three of these gentlemen are here because Rain Carnegie has made an appearance. Now, before I bring him up, I want you to comment on what it was like for you to play with two other black kids on a triple A team brother. This was 10, 15, 20 years ago.
1: Uh, It was quite an experience. Like I said before, it was it was good because we got to support each other when things when no one else really understands what we're going through. So we could relate to each other, boost each other, uh, you know, and uh, help each other get over these hurdles um, that only we face. So, you know, and we all still talk to this day you know, we all have beautiful families, and we all still stay in contact, and we all still support each other to this day. Hence, the fact that some of these guys are here right now. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, I really appreciate um, having the opportunity to play with these guys as long as I did, and to be honest, I'm very happy to even be friends with them to this day. So, the experience was amazing.
0: Well, I appreciate you you sharing that, Pat. So now. <laughs> speaking of speaking of to this day, as you just said, now, there's a question that Rain Carnegie has always wanted to ask you, but he's never done it. He's never done it. But tonight on the Sheriff podcast, he's actually going to ask it now. He's in the studio audience here. Why don't you go ahead and ask the question, Mr. Rain Carnegie?
1: Why did you wear a bandana under your helmet? Why did, I always used to be like, "Did I pull it off and I never could, but you could pull it off, but I just didn't understand why. Was it because you could? And well, I, that's I, a good question, Ray. And you know right? what? I'm going to give you a very simple yeah. answer for that. So it may have been a fashion thing for some people, but it was honestly, I didn't want the sweat going down my forehead. Hey, ah, I like it. I like it. You really shouldn't have taken 20 years to ask me. <laughs> You see how big you are now? You hey, shoot me a text, man. You shoot me a text and hide, you know?
0: So that was pretty cool because that was actually the first studio audience question that we've had on this live show. There we go. So now this is perfect. So now this is what I want to get into next, Patty. I want to talk about how there's a lot of kids in Canada that play hockey, man. That's the thing to do. You were incredible at it. Now, not everybody pursues it, but what they do is they take the skills that they developed over the years, all the tournaments you went to, man, all those training camps, all the bag skates, Pat, all the things that you got through, you applied the things that you really wanted to accomplish in your life. I think it's incredible that you've reached most of the goals, I think, that you have I think it's incredible that you've done that. Can you explain to the listeners and viewers just how much hockey helped you develop the skills that you use to be good at what you do now?
1: Well, probably start off by discipline. Discipline was key. You learned that on the team. Discipline is very uh, important for what I do every day. Uh, Focusing. Focusing... uh, this is very important. Um, I guess uh, when you're on the ice, it's puck awareness. But when you're on the streets, it's more uh, knowing your surroundings, which mm-hmm. is extremely important. And um, teamwork, man. For, 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 you know, it's all about the team. You're only as good as your team. So, I like it. I like it. I like it, buddy.
0: The reason why I appreciate that, Pat, is because I want people to understand that most, like the parents, for example, most of the kids are not making the pros, guys. They're not going to the NHL. But what they are doing is they're developing developing these characters. They're getting educations. There's so many other things that they're doing. What my brother did was he took... All the things that he learned from hockey, he brought them all together, and bang, he applied it to what he wanted to do, and he is extremely successful at it, and I'm so proud of him. And that's mostly what this is about. It's about success, and it's about celebration. My brother's home, and we're celebrating his success. So I just want to give another applause. Awesome. So, okay, so now we're going to change it up a little bit. We're going to change this up a little bit. Now, I want to lighten things up because there's a couple people that I've had on my show that, that you've come up once. And it, Kirk Brooks is one of those guys. He was the guy that put together Wayne's Warriors. Now, Patty, I know you've developed into quite the incredible ball hockey. Now, I don't know how much you want to tell the audience and viewers of your secrets of how you got to that point. But I want you to talk about Wayne's Warriors. I want to talk, I want you to talk about the role you had with the event, the team that you entered, and what ended up happening.
1: Well, I'm going to start off by telling you how I got there. Okay. So I was, uh, you know, playing ball hockey for about four or five different teams. A couple of them were my buddy's teams. A couple of them were, you know, some a little bit more highly skilled player teams. And uh, I think I had something crazy. Like in four years, I had like 400 goals. So seriously, yeah, this is serious yeah, it's, though. It's very serious. This is very serious. So okay. I had like 400 goals. I think one of the games we won 10, nine and I had 10 goals in the game. So <laughs> I didn't pass a lot, but I knew how to, what to do with the ball. Um, so with that said, I played on a team, which was, you know, pretty, pretty decent guys. And uh, when I heard about this Wayne's Warriors thing, I told Brooksy, I'm like, I would like to sponsor. And he's like, well, what what company you got? And I go, well, I don't have a company yet, but I'm going to put out a company, but I'm going to sponsor it anyway. Yes. So I gave a whole bunch of product, a whole bunch of merch to the kids and all that stuff. And uh, then I go, I go, Brooksy, I go, there should be a, a team facing these NHLers. And he's like, well, no, we're going to have it, like, you know, just for fun. And then the NHL guys play each other at the end. I'm like, I don't know if I want to sponsor this. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So I go, we got to make it a little bit fair, you know. So he agreed, not thinking that I'm going to bring out a, you know, a solid team. So we went through the tournament. We smashed every team. I think only five guys showed up to the games until I've all promised them we would play NHL guys. So. They show up, we win every game, and then it gets to the finals. And funny story was there was not even going to be a finals because something happened with the – I think it was the license or something. I don't know what Insurance, I think it was. Insurance, license, whatever it is.
0: Last-minute fix.
1: Last-minute fix. But at the end of the day, there was about four or 500 kids – waiting to see all these NHL players, waiting to see all these guys. Dude,
0: I heard play. it was 2,000, dude. Like, I don't know how they much. They packed the Pan Am Center.
1: Yeah, I don't know how much it was, but all I know it was 2,000 people that they didn't want watching this game.
0: Okay, yeah,
1: yes. So, you know, I told this little kid before the game we're warming up or shooting, and the kid comes up to us and he goes, you guys are going to get smoked. You guys are facing all NHL. You know Drew Doughty's over there. You got Wayne Simmons over yes. there. You got Anthony Stewart over there. I'm like, listen, kid i go i'll talk to you after the game right so the game starts you know my guys are ready they've been waiting their whole lives for something and this is
0: very serious to them like extremely serious they're locked in
1: all my guys are locked in okay and you got about 12 nhl guys thinking it's gonna be a cakewalk no as soon as that ball then you got my guys in there we were scoring left right and center these guys didn't know what was going on. And clearly, you know, when you're competitive, I don't care what sport you're in, you're, you're going to try your hardest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So after the first few goals, these guys were trying their hardest.
0: So and now I heard, much. Pat, I heard they were taking slap shots, taking point slap blank, shots. right in the, right, yeah, you know. Yeah, guys,
1: you had Drew Doughty uh, even, even uh, blocking shots. Okay, okay. So you they, they, got Darnell Nurse diving for the butt.
0: Okay. okay,
1: man. They had a great team. But at the end of the day, I think we—they uh, called the game at like eleven three.
0: So eleven to three. Yeah,
1: it wasn't close at all. I think I even had two goals in that game.
0: Wow! Look, uh, we got—we got to give a, a round of applause for that. Yeah. So now, there's never been a Wayne's Warriors two, has now, after there? After that, they retired. I, it's okay. So, so you, so you retired them. Now, yep. would you put out? A challenge, like would you give them an opportunity? I would
1: give them an opportunity to um you know try to fix their reps. I'd give them an opportunity for a rematch. Okay. But I doubt they would take it after what we did last time. (laughs) I haven't seen one of those warriors since (laughs) I don't talk to Wayne, I don't know.
0: Well if Kirk Brooks is going to be listening and watching, Wayne Sims is going to be – made. this has got to fire them up. It's got to fire them up. I mean, it was a very good cause. Yeah. You know, it raised a lot of money. I think it should happen again. I think there should be a rematch. I think that you should put the challenge out, Patty. Like, well, you're a competitive guy. Like, you know, you got to give people opportunities to try to get to Freddie Jones, right?
1: I hear you, Sean, but I don't think it's uh, – I don't think they, they want the smoke, man. <laughs>
0: Say it to the camera, man. They,
1: they know. <laughs> they were there, man. They were, they were there.
0: You know? That's
1: it. Okay. So, listen, so, so I got a little uh, – after that, yeah. the kid came up to me and he said, I can't believe it. You did it. And I go, listen, kid, if you put your mind to something, I don't care who you're up against, you can get it done. And you know what the funny thing is? It was me and Darnell standing there and he asked me for my stick. I'm like, I got to wait, wait, go. interrupt
0: you for that, man. There you go. Don't worry. Okay.
1: Sorry, <laughs> sorry Darnell.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Great playoff run, by the way, Darnell. Patty, I like, okay, so I'm, I'm overwhelmed with that story. That was incredible. Yeah. The audience and viewers really, really must appreciate that because that's probably one of the coolest stories I ever heard. Now, we tried to tell that with Kirk. Didn't even come close so i appreciate that right <laughs> off the hop now secondly i just want to thank you again for coming on to the show dude now before we go i just want you to tell everybody like like what you got going on right now like you're starting a world tour right yeah. and like it, that's got to be pretty exciting but you just got here you're taking it in what's happening for you the next couple months
1: next couple months we'll be busy we're going on uh our first leg of the world tour, which is North America. Um, so it's about, I think it's about 20 stadium shows. When we started, we, uh, we were doing 2,500 people venues, 5,000 people venues and we moved to arenas Mm -hmm. and now we're at the top. We're doing stadiums, so it doesn't get any bigger than stadiums. Um, so this would be a great tour. Uh, we, this is. Our, I think this is about our third world tour, but this is our first big stadium tour. Okay. So it's going to be exciting. It's, it's very exciting. A lot of uh, a lot of good things that are going to happen. A lot of good uh, content that people are going to see, and uh, the fans should be excited. It's going to be a really good show that Abel's going to put on, and um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be great, man. That's all I can say. I can't it's give sure, away too much. But. Exactly.
0: So, what I really like about having this show is that we can we can come back to d- certain topics, and I, it was just it was just pointed out that there's someone that's in the crowd that was actually at that game, man. So that's how big of it. That's how big of a deal the game really was. I mean, yeah, yeah. it was at the Pan Am Center, and it was it was a pretty big deal, man. But yeah. so now. Last year, you guys, it was a really cool thing that you guys were able to do the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, that was really cool that the halftime show was done by the weekend. But what's even more cool, no? All right. Yeah. So, I like the fact that you guys were able to perform at the Super Bowl but what's even, what's even more exciting for me, man, is the fact that you're home, and I'm, I'm looking forward to spending some time with you. Now, is there any kind of shout-outs that you want to give while you're on the show? Just, you know, we, we had someone from the studio audience that had a question, but, yeah. you know.
1: I'd like to shout out Wayne's Warriors.
0: <laughs> what's up, man? What's going on? Right.
1: Um, Wayne. Yeah. I like to shout out Brooksy. Yeah. I like to shout out. I'm just joking. Anyway, guys, I want a rematch. Um, There it is. is. You heard it. You heard it first. And it's not like a revengeful rematch because we're the champs, right? Well, yeah, you guys are the champs. And they retired the tournament.
0: They retired the tournament. So so. this is a game that's giving an opportunity for them to kind of, you know, replenish things a little bit. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Stay tuned for that one, guys. You know what I'm saying? So, Patty, I I really appreciate you coming on, buddy. And the thing that I wanted to kind of outline the most was just how much you've helped me like, like in my life, in my upcoming. And I just wanted to say thank you, buddy, as brother to brother. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you coming on. Appreciate it. So now, I just want everybody to know that Pat's always been the toughest guy in the family. Pat's a lefty, so, so it's a vicious thing. And I just want everybody to know that the last three weeks, not only have I had big guests, but Pat is by far the best-shaped guest that I've had on the show, and that's another thing that I'm very proud of. So I gotta give a round of applause there. Now, Pat, the other thing is me mentioning your shape and how great it is. Now, I've t- I have talk to you. I would say I talk to you on a weekly basis. You kind of give me a little bit of insider of the kind of diet that you're on, the lifestyle. Do you mind telling the viewers and the audience a little bit about that discipline and what kind of diet exactly that it is that you're on?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, me and Dave, the trainer for Able. We got on uh, an animal-based diet. So basically Mm. all animal products and and fruit. Okay. That's it. So So say goodbye to your potatoes, goodbye to your rice, no carbs. No carbs. The only carbs you're getting there from the fruit. Protein and fruit. Right
0: on. So how long have you been doing this with Dave? Three months. Three
1: months. Right on.
0: Hey, got to give a round of applause for that, buddy. That's pretty cool, man. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. So like now I, I think people I think the audience and viewers might try this diet out, Patty, because they're going to you know, we got the YouTube channel, they're going to see the effects. And, and I, I appreciate you sharing that secret, buddy. So that, that's pretty cool. So now, before we go, I just want to point out that a lot of people showed up here to see you. A lot of people appreciate you. And I, I really want to thank you again for coming on my show. It's a really big deal to have Patrick McMorrow. On the Sheriff podcast. So thank you, buddy. Thank you, bro. And we're going to sign out here, guys. Woo!